How are you telling your story? One of the best ways to get the word out about your business is to interview with media outlets of all kinds. When someone learns about you through their trusted source, they'll be more inclined to check out your website or even buy what you sell. But a lot of entrepreneurs, they're doing it wrong. Oh, no. What you say about your business doesn't always translate to what people hear. Can we make sure that you're getting your message across the right way? Pretty please? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, we're going to figure out how to make you stand out the next time that you're doing an interview. If you can achieve greatness during your media opportunity, your confidence will skyrocket, you'll have social media fodder for days, and you might just find a host of new customers and clients. I mean, why not figure this one out? There's a right and a wrong way to do this, you know. When I hear business owners interviewed on podcasts or radio programs or TV shows, there's an eerie similarity to them all. They sound robotically happy, super jazzed to be there. They let the interviewer lead. They leave an I know things impression, sure, but do they exude confidence? Do they command the audience? Do they leave a mark in a way that will help you remember who they are by the time the commercial break hits? When I read business owners' interviews on blogs or in newspapers, there seems to be a rote set of responses that everyone's getting from some template somewhere that no one's directed me to just yet. Every answer is short, courteous. Each stays within the boundaries of a very uninteresting piece of media. I think we can do it differently, folks. Let's start with written interviews. When you receive an interview in a Google Doc or a Word Doc, and they ask you to fill in the answers that'll go to print, remember, they will literally exactly go to print. They promise that they'll edit or they'll rewrite in their own words, but oftentimes they don't. So make sure you're comfy with what you write and more importantly, how you write it. It gives you an opportunity to take control and truly be a standout. They'll also include a number of questions and for some reason, we all think we have to answer all of them. If you aren't comfortable answering a question or simply don't like the question at all, don't answer it. You don't need to publicize your annual income just because they asked you about it. Nor do you need to provide a reason or excuse as to why you aren't filling it in. No, 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 no. If they publish your interview and you don't see a single clickable word throughout it that links to your site, I mean, that was the point of doing the thing, right? Then email them and ask them to insert it. That's not out of line. It's usually a virtual assistant or admin person that forgets to include it or was never instructed to do so. Speak up about your promotion. Your SEO and your future fans will thank you for it. If you ask and they don't reply or update the article to include your URL, ask them again. Still no reply? Invoice them. On to oral interviews. And by those, I mean appearing on podcasts or radio shows. It's really hard to advise you to just be yourself, since it's not really a natural thing to do at all in any way, shape, or form. But if you can, 
whether you're on a phone or in front of a laptop, try to walk around while you talk. The more you can move, the more energized and authentic you'll sound. My biggest pet peeve, and I do this too, so there's no judgment here, but try to avoid saying, ah, and um, because you will bore people to pieces. Um, uh, um, It seems really minor, but to a listener who can take in words a lot faster than they can speak them, those utterances are cues to them to start tuning you out. The best way to avoid them is to practice your answers. Even if you don't know what they'll ask, practice with a friend, with a stuffed animal, anyone who will listen. While you're at it, practice what you'll say. If you have a very rote, cheesy, what everyone else is saying answer, That won't be appealing to the listener who likely listens to a lot of other on-air interviews. Figure out a way to stand out. That could mean inserting more jokes, saying bold isms, varying your tone so that you're more memorable. It takes years of practice to get comfortable on the air, so if you're planning to do interviews regularly, practice makes perfect. And finally, for visual interviews... Make sure you have all the info ahead of time. Why? Because you'll end up doing what I did. Waking up and driving to a station, hair undone and makeupless, thinking it was going to be a fun radio interview, and learning upon arrival as I was escorted to the seat in front of the TV cameras that it was actually a TV interview. What? Not fun. Video usually causes us all to experience a massive rush of adrenaline. Your brain is going at 90 miles an hour, or you just plain black out once you see a camera facing you. It's a really weird experience, and to be honest, one that you can kind of sort of get used to, but it's never not nerve-wracking. Practice comes in handier than any other type of interview, even. Because with all of the distractions that can show up by way of lighting, a live audience, or what you look like on camera... People panic about that part so much that they're sitting there talking to an interview and they're worrying about whether they should be crossing their legs or where they should put their arms or what direction they should look. It's a lot. The best way to brave a media appearance is to be on top of what you want to say. Get your messaging straight. You do not have to let the interviewer lead. You can certainly hear a great question, answer it, and turn it around to lead the interviewer where you want to go. They're looking for interesting people who have really great things to contribute to their shows. So your command of your own subject matter will make a huge difference, both to the interviewer and to the audience. And it may even impress them, and they'll ask you back. Here's how I ended up rerouting a conversation specifically about the founding moms, to one about Stephen Colbert on a Chicago morning TV news show. Right now we are actually trying to desperately get onto the Colbert Report. Yes. So if anybody out there is tweeting Colbert campaign, that's the hashtag, uh, we'd very much appreciate it. Proud and you graduate, our boy Colbert. Now, so so you got to, we have to have people use that hashtag one more time. Yes, is... Colbert campaign. Uh, Stephen hasn't called me yet and no. I accept his apology. Stephen. But, uh, we need him. Mr. Colbert. We need to have this happen. We need some representation (laughs) from the Chicago area, right? Thank you very much. All of this takes practice. Did I mention that you need to practice for this type of thing? Practice, practice, and practice some more. 
It's all fine and good to think that you're great at talking or answering questions about your business so you can just go anywhere and do any interview ever. But without fine-tuning your answers for interviews, we will know that you're a rookie. Practice makes perfect. If you have an interview coming up and you've still got questions, you can reach me in so many ways. Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast so you can record a message and I can talk to you in a future episode. Go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous episodes so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week.